so good to see you guys. Good morning, Stanley. Well, good morning, Liminal family. Welcome to Contemplative Sunday. It's the last Sunday of the month. I would imagine some of you um, came with that intention in mind of showing up for Contemplative Sunday. I have to imagine the other side of that coin is that some of you showed up and found out we do this thing called Contemplative Sunday. <laughs> so let me give a little bit of background really quick. Um, first of all, my name is Wayne, uh, Wayne Randolph. I am one member of the teaching team here. I'm also one of your pastors, um, and I'm excited to uh, participate uh, in this particular way of interacting with God. Uh, with you guys today. Um, on contemplative Sundays, we slow down. On contemplative Sundays, we interact with the text um, differently than we would on most Sundays. Um, as a member of your teaching team and as a teacher by profession, um, more often than not, there's an exchange that happens that we're used to where the person up here has some knowledge and you know we're sharing it with you guys or we're reading through a text and your minds are engaging in an academic way, maybe thinking about other sermons you've heard or your studies through that particular text. On Contemplative Sundays, we have found, uh, I would say, a lot of comfort in a new sort of rhythm uh, in engaging with the text, engaging with the divine um, from different um, areas of our intelligence, right? The cool thing about living in 2023 is science informs us and lets us know that we've got three brains, right? We have this gut brain, we have emotional brains, we have our intellectual brains. And so Contemplative Sunday is a, is a time to slow down and maybe engage those other aspects of our experience and learn how to pay attention and cultivate relationship with the divine and with each other and with ourselves in those areas as well. And so let me start again with that disclaimer and recognize that for some of you, this might be new and might be a stretch and that's okay. We're not performing. There's no right or wrong way to sit in contemplation uh, really, the invitation is there for you to sit and contemplate. Um, there will be some directed questions that I have for you as we go through our service today. And again, there's no right or wrong way of participating. To get us centered, to get us calibrated, if you will, recalibrated, man, it's been a week. It's been a fun week. Maybe it's been an overwhelming week for you, overstimulation, overeating. Maybe you are over um, being around people or family members. But right now, let's set our intention on meeting with the divine, meeting with God. And my favorite way during these contemplative services to do that is to chant and Many of you have participated, so please join along if you'd like. For those of you that are new, um, instead of singing, because you don't want to hear me sing, 
We're going to do a chant together. And I believe that you will pick up on the rhythm quite quickly. But it goes something like, Be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am. Be still and know. Be still and then be. So we'll do this several times. And then we'll get into our contemplative service. So if you would, if you're willing to join me, would you just find a comfortable position in your seat? Ideally, both feet are on the floor, but that's up to you. And I guess now's a great time to just all of us acknowledge that Ruach, the wind, the spirit, the breath of God is moving and making, <laughs> um, making some sounds for us. And so I think this is a, even another time just to remind you guys in mindfulness and contemplation and meditation, um, there is no um, perfect sit in which case all things around you would get silent. But really it's learning how to just be sit, uh, be, just be mindful and sit and be present with whatever is happening, whether that's sounds on the walls, maybe the person next to you is hungry and you're healing their belly, maybe it's yours. But the idea is just to sit and be present. So I'd invite you to close your eyes. I'd invite you to place your attention on your breath. And we're going to go down and in. Maybe you'd like to start with two or three big, deep breaths. And our intention is to be here present with one another present with whatever comes up, and most importantly, present with God.
Can you notice the vitality, the energy that comes with paying, paying attention to your breath? Creator God, maker of the universe. Triune relationship. Our goal today is to know you more and to be known more by you. today is to have union with you and with one another. Creator God, you who are love, you who are relationship, increase in us. May your love increase in us. May your shalom increase in us. your definitions of good and evil and relationship increase in us. Bring us to unity today through your spirit. so thankful for you guys thankful for the space where we can do this the last few weeks or so we've spent some time looking at the trinity and engaging with theology of the trinity today's contemplative service since we find ourselves right after Thanksgiving. I'd like for us to cultivate some more gratitude in our lives. One aspect of the Trinity that I find so amazing and beautiful that I'd like us to consider as we begin is this idea that at the center of it all is a relationship. That at the center of the universe, the origin, the impetus, the source is a loving, constantly giving and receiving relationship, a circular dance 
it's not one person with all the power. It's not two, so that one's better than the other. But a beautiful triune relational God that I am so grateful for. In January, we're going to start a new series on Shalom. I'll take that as a divine endorsement. <laughs> um, we're going to be going into a longer series on the rhythms of Shalom. And I thought that today would be a fantastic uh, way to kind of prime our souls and our minds and prep for that. And so without going the academic route and going into full teacher mode, the thing I'd like to remind you about Shalom and the thing I'd like us to contemplate today, create space for that, is that Shalom is not just the Hebrew word for peace. And it's not simply peace as in an absence of war. But the working definition of Shalom is a flourishing and abundant relationship with God, with nature, with one another, and with ourselves. And the characteristics of that relationship is that it is flourishing, it is abundant, and it lacks nothing. I'm excited to go through this series with you guys and explore that more. But for today, we're going to spend a little bit of time cultivating gratitude in each of those four shalom quadrants, if you will. And so with that, I'd like you, us, to consider an aspect of the Trinity, an aspect of the Trinity, an aspect of God that brings you peace. And what is it about this particular characteristic of God that you are thankful for? For a lot of you, if you've been raised in a faith tradition, this might feel elementary and almost even Sunday schoolish when you were little. I'm not asking you to list all the attributes of God that are great and so different than us, but I'm talking about those aspects that bring you peace when you just stop and sit with it, that you are thankful for, that you are grateful for. We're going to spend some time in silence, collective silence and windy walls. <laughs> and one thing I'd like you to pay attention to is what's going on in your body. Can you pay attention to the felt sensation what is it like to sit and think and contemplate and cultivate gratitude on these characteristics of the divine? So we're going to spend five minutes in silence contemplating.
What aspect of your relationship with God are you most grateful for right now? experience an abundance of love from the divine. Maybe it was a season. Maybe you're there now. Of course, it's easy for us to also consider those areas where we experience inadequacies not worthy of those characteristics. But for right here, right now, just focus on that which brings you gratitude for God. so beyond grateful that God's love is for all. Not just for those who say the right words or act the right way. But that it is free and readily available for all. an intention to include this particular aspect of God that you are grateful for right now. Make an intention to include that in your normal routine. 
your normal rhythm as a way to grow and cultivate more gratitude in our lives. next area of shalom that I would ask us to spend some time and again cultivate gratitude in is the area of nature. In the system of shalom, the relationship between humanity and nature as intended in those opening chapters of Genesis is supposed to be a symbiotic relationship one, again, that is flourishing and abundant. According to the text, the earth should be better because we're on it. I think we've lost our way. So, whatever aspect of nature for you, I've got my places. I'm sure you have yours. But can you think of an area, a specific area? Maybe it's here in Ventura, Maybe it was on a recent vacation. Maybe it's Simuk Champe in Guatemala. Wherever that may be, can you think of an area in nature that brings you peace? Can you close your eyes and imagine it? And for the next five minutes, as you contemplate and think of that aspect of nature, Consider what are the specific aspects of that area that you are thankful for. Down to the very rocks that are there, the water that provides nourishment for the roots, assuming those items are there. Spend some time expressing your gratitude for the natural worlds. And again, pay attention to what's going on inside of yourself. What are the felt sensations when you think of nature, when you are thankful for it? So, let's begin. contemplation, can you experience those sounds? Imagine those smells. What do those things do for you? What is it about that place that brings you peace, serenity, and joy? Can you get that panorama shot in your mind? And 
just go in and thank God for all of it. your breathing and your heart rate as you contemplate your spot in nature. And I'm honored to remind you that it is a gift. It is a relational gift. slight wind in the area that you're thinking about? What's the impact on the environment when a breeze comes through? What do you notice? How does the vegetation respond? do for you that nature itself is in relationship with the divine the text reminds us that the rocks are groaning out awaiting restoration what is it like to experience and inhabit such a beautiful and mysterious world again pay attention to what's going on in your body notice your heart rate your breathing assume that some of you have less tension in your bodies than you normally experience. Creator God, maker of the heavens, 
stars, the planets, the earth. Maker of the color green and blues and yellows. God, there's so much of creation that we haven't even witnessed or experienced. And yet it matters. It matters to you. And it matters to us. God, would you increase our capacity to strengthen our relationship with nature? Would you increase our capacity to see nature as an extension of your goodness and of your love? And may we cultivate it. May we give it room to grow abundantly and wildly. switch into a third relational aspect of shalom which is the relationship between ourselves and the rest of humanity again let me throw that definition to you that within the system of shalom our relationships should be full and flourishing and abundant lacking nothing I don't have all of that I assume y'all don't either but we do have opportunities to experience it to participate in it and to allow it to grow which means unfortunately that we also have opportunities and moments where we can destroy it so for today with thankfulness and gratitude, can you bring someone to mind whom you experience peace and or joy with? Somebody that at the very first thought of this person or just seeing them or being in their presence, what are the specific aspects of that person that you are thankful for? What are specific aspects of that relationship that you are thankful for? Spend some time expressing your gratitude, not just for that first relationship that comes to mind, but we got five minutes. We can throw a couple other ones up there in our minds. It's not about finding places where you need more help or you need some intervention, if you will. But can you go to those other relationships and find something you're grateful for, whether it's the relationship itself some aspect of it or just an aspect of that person can we grow in gratitude for our relationships
sure there's all kinds of things you wish people would do different. I'm sure there's all kinds of things that people do that are causes to scratch our heads sometimes. But what about that person or relationship brings you joy? to imagine that you are finding so many little things to be thankful for in people and in relationships. I also have to imagine that some of you might be struggling. Especially after this time at Thanksgiving and we're with families and friends. It's possible that there's a family member that the relationship isn't that good with. And all I'm simply challenging you today to do is to find one thing that you're grateful for in that person. And those relationships that are challenging mentioned family, but think about work relationships. Can you find something redeemable? <laughs> Can you find something that you're grateful for in that colleague of yours? You know the one. to experience a softness in your heart as you find something you're grateful for in somebody that otherwise challenges you.
my challenge to those of you in the room and online if you're participating with us. Take some of those things that you are thankful for and grateful for, and I would challenge you to communicate those to those people in your life. See what happens in your own heart as you do so. Be present and pay attention to the way that your friend or family member or colleague receives your gracious words. Creator God, maker of the universe. You who are relationship, you are the embodiment of relationship. Teach us how to give, teach us how to receive, all under the banner of love. space that we're going to look at, the last quadrant, if you will, has to do with the relationship and having shalom with ourselves. What may be kind of discussed nowadays when we talk about self-care, but so much more than that. Again, shalom is a an abundant and flourishing relationship, not lacking anything. And we are called and designed to also have shalom with ourselves. For some of us, this might be a, a little bit harder of a sit, a little bit harder to contemplate. So maybe take some time to consider the last five or ten years of your life. And think about how your relationship with you has evolved. What aspects of that relationship with self are you thankful for? Some of you, some of us, will have a tendency when we do this to go right in and start nitpicking ourselves. Yeah, but I could do this better. Yeah, but that's not what today's for. Today is... What's that spot that I'm thankful for right now in its current state, in its current unfinished state? Spend some time express expressing gratitude for your ever-evolving relationship that you have with yourself. See if you can generate gratefulness and thankfulness for yourself. And I have to believe that compassion for self just might be a byproduct. Let's sit and think about that.
It's so easy in our world to compare ourselves and the way that we're doing with one another, to look at other people and the way that they seem to have a cropped and edited life. It's so easy for us to see those areas that we are lacking. But even the ability to sit and contemplate our lives is such a gift, and I'm thankful for that. Can you find a small thing to be grateful for? I've been in kind of a funk and maybe flirting with depression a little bit again as of late, and. I'm thankful that I can feel. find that older version of you a year or so ago or a handful of years ago you were just doing the best that you could do can you generate thankfulness and gratitude for getting through that stage thankful that it doesn't matter what I've done or what I may do, that nothing can take away my belovedness.
creator God, you who breathe life into humanity. You who calls us beloved. May we live from that truth. May we live from that essence. That place of intrinsic value and worth. God, may we all live from that space. As a byproduct, would we come to see the belovedness in each other? Regardless of what human title we've given that person, friend or enemy, all are made in your image. All are made in your image. Everyone and everything is sacred. And for that, I'm thankful, God. desperately want to spend another two hours now just talking about shalom with you but that's not this Sunday (laughs) I hope that setting aside some time uh, to be still to be intentional I hope that that had some value for some of you I have to imagine that many of our minds are racing as to what's next There's got to be a game on, I'm sure, or some sales out there to go by. But I'm thankful that you guys took the time to slow down and that you went into each of these four areas. And the thing I'd I'd like to leave you with there, and we'll unpack a lot in the next coming months, is many of us have heard this from up front. We've heard this idea that it's all about a personal relationship with Jesus. I love shalom and the concept of shalom, and I think it's an invitation for us to move beyond that one-way relational thing that it's all about, and it extends it to everything, to all the created world, to one another. The idea is that we're all in this together. I hope that you guys got a glimpse of that today. We're going to transition into the table, and so I'd like to... Invite the ushers, if you want to come up now and stand there awkwardly while I read this a little bit, or if you want to come up right when I'm done, either way, you can come on up. (sighs) So again, I love these Sundays when we set our intention to really create a space, to create a, a space where we can interact with God, not a space where we can tell you what to think or what to do or what to believe. And I hope that you experience that space today. I feel very secure telling you that God is with us. 
So I invite you to take a moment and close your eyes and draw your awareness to the presence of the divine, of the divine that is in this space, that is in each person gathered here. Draw your attention to your heart and imagine breathing in and out of your heart, opening it up to the divine with gratitude as we pray. Loving one, close to us as breathing, yet reaching into eternity, we give you thanks. Your outpouring of radical love has brought forth life among us. You have shown yourself to us as a parent, creator, lover, and friend. In whatever image will bring us healing, you come to us. And yet we celebrate that on the night in which death, hatred, and betrayal would seek to have the last word, Christ remained centered in radical peace and showed us love by washing the feet of his beloveds and serving them at your table. It's at that table that he took the bread and gave thanks to you, and he broke the bread saying, eat. This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Likewise, after supper, he took the cup, gave thanks to you, and said, Drink from this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, poured out for you and for many, for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And so, in remembrance of these, your acts of love in Jesus... We offer ourselves and all of who we are in union with Christ's offering as we proclaim the mystery of our faith. Feel free, family, feel free to come up. Everybody has an invitation to the table. Everybody is welcome. Come on up. It's gluten-free, by the way, and it's non-alcoholic, and it's there waiting for you. Come up as you feel led.
by your spirit, make us one with Christ, one with each other, and with each other's struggles until we all get to feast at your heavenly banquet. Amen. This concludes our contemplative service. If you want to sit and remain in stillness or quiet for a little bit, by all means, the space is yours. If you'd like to get up and chat with some friends or family, it might be good to do it out there. You're all loved so much. We'll see you next week. Shalom in your home. <laughs>